Hey, family, listen, hot topic alert. You have joined an episode that is a hot topic. All right, so listen, welcome, welcome, welcome. You have just joined a podcast called Like It Is with Melissa because I tell it like it is. And it's your girl, Melissa Freeman. So let's get it. I'm going to title this episode raise your sons and daughters right so i was on facebook recently and i was looking at a couple of posts and one of them out of many stood out to me there were so many posts about how you should raise your son how you should raise your daughter and then i was just really looking at some and the one that stood out to me said this You're not just raising your son, you're raising somebody's husband and somebody's father. Raise your son to be a good man. And so, yes, it was speaking to the fathers, but also you can take this and you can say to the women, to the mothers, you're not just raising your daughter or your son, you're raising somebody's wife and somebody's mother. Raise your daughter to be a good woman. And I mean, this really resonated with me because, you know, you can look around and you can see that some kids already have some bad habits and no, they don't pick it up on their own. Yes, they may pick it up from friends at school, but a lot of what kids learn is from the home. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it with confidence and I'm going to say it in a way where, yes, I don't care if you don't agree with me, but most of what kids learn, they learn from the home. So that being said, I mean, this topic is just unique because many people feel like, well, I'm raising my daughter. I'm raising my son. I make sure they have clothes. I make sure they eat. I make sure, you know, that I work hard, that I can make sure they have what they need. And people really feel content with those statements. Yeah, I said it. People feel content with those statements. They really feel like they're doing a good job just because they provided clothes and food. There is so much more that needs to be provided. And what needs to be provided, yes, is teaching and talking to your children about how they should be if they ever become a husband or a wife and how they should be if they become a father or a mother. But understand that even if you've done the teaching of the teaching of the teaching you know when somebody say it three times they trying to get deep so you know even though you feel like you've been thorough about your teaching kids learn by watching you kids learn by watching you so if they're watching you And what you're displaying is not being a good husband or not being a good wife or not being a good father or not being a good mother. Guess what they're learning? They're learning by watching you. And because you have not decided to break the cycle that may be in your family, you kept this negative cycle going so that now your child can pick up on that cycle and bring it to your grandchildren. Shame on you. Shame on us. When we think 
that because we are working hard and we're providing, you know, extra activities outside of school and we're making sure that our children have clothes and food, that we think that we've done our job. Our job goes beyond the child that we have in front of us, our soon to be adult children will one day be a husband or a wife. Are you teaching them through your behavior how a good husband looks or how a good wife looks? Are you? What are you teaching them? Unfortunately, I know asking that question, many people will sit back and say, yeah, I'm doing a good job. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm being a good husband. I'm being a good wife. But I challenge you to sit down with your spouse and ask them, how do they feel you are as a husband or as a wife? I challenge you to sit down with your spouse and ask them how they feel you are as a father or a mother. I challenge you to ask the person who's going to be truthful and transparent about where your status is when it comes to being a significant other or a parent. I'm going to pause right there because I know that was a lot that was said and many people are now digesting it and even feeling like, whoa, she went there. Yes, I did. I went there and I went there because of this reason. When we look at this world and we see the things happening, we cannot say it's all the children's fault. We cannot blame everything on the schools. We have to recognize we play a major role in how our children turn out. Yes, you do. You play a major role in how your children turn out. And maybe you think that coming into the house as a man and paying the bills, but then telling your wife off or being disrespectful or not loving her the way you should or not being sensitive enough to her needs means that you are okay because your child's eating and they have clothes. How dare you? Because what that child, that son or that daughter is now believing is that's what it means to be a father and that's what it means to be a husband. And that child thinks that that's what it looks like because they learn from you. Instead of continuing what you think is okay, why don't you go and hold yourself accountable? Why don't you go and look at your life and say, what are some things that I should change that would make me a better father? And when I say father, I'm not just talking about being in the house and being present and not cheating. I'm talking about a father. That means the son and the father's relationship when you say father has nothing to do with the wife. This has to do with the relationship you have with your son. And you may think that the relationship is okay because of what you saw and what how you were brought up. So you think You're doing the right thing because of what you saw. But how about go back, reflect and think and I don't know, get some counseling, figure it out, figure out what else you can do to make sure that your son, your son can be a better man than you. Why don't you go ahead and figure it out so that you can make sure your son does not keep the same cycle going like that takes work. Many people don't want to work. They just don't want to work. They'll go and they'll work for that dollar and get their paycheck, but they don't want to work to invest in their own children. Lord, help us. Okay. Yes, this is like it is with Melissa. I'm speaking it today. Okay. And that goes for the wife too. If she comes home 
and she's just like well my kid ate and they got clothes on so they good and she doesn't think that she needs to spend time with her son just because you're the opposite sex doesn't mean that you don't need to spend time with your son take your son out go out have fun allow your son to explore and learn life like do what you got to do as a mother there should be a relationship there too I mean it is a twofold because I just you know this is just my thoughts y'all listen y'all clicked on my podcast when I look at how some families are run and how the marriage is not a partnership how maybe the father's doing more than the mother or the mother's doing more than the father a child believes that's what it looks like and I honestly believe that's not what God intended he did not intend for one person to be exhausted and the other person to be rested or the other person to be rested and the other person to be exhausted what he wanted was a partnership he wanted two people who are of the opposite sex to work together and work together in the qualities and gifts that God has given man and God has given woman and combine them so that a household can be healthy, that when children are raised in the household, that they are healthy. Therefore, when they have children, which are your grandchildren, they are healthy. Don't we want to have a pattern of healthy relationships in the home? Or do we feel like enough is enough? Like we don't feel like we need to take that extra mile or do more. Like what's up with that thinking? Let's change our thinking. If we change our thinking, we'll change our behavior. We'll change what we're doing and how we respond, people. So, I mean, this statement just was real. Because you're not just raising your son. You're raising somebody's husband or somebody's wife. So just giving you a scenario, if you are a man who is married, you're a husband, and your daughter watches you disrespect the mother in any way, whether it's words, emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, not being supportive, not um, accepting them for who they are, um, belittling them, whatever it is that this girl, this young girl is seeing, she starts to believe that this is what a man is like and this is a good man and this is how a man is supposed to treat her. And so then what happens? She goes and she gets a man that acts the same way her father does and she's unhappy but she thinks this is okay because of what she saw growing up and unfortunately this is a thing this is a thing okay and so don't think that every word and every action and every behavior that you display in your house is not affecting your children it is and it's affecting them because they're watching you and instead of you just changing and working on you you think well it's okay because i'm the man yeah let's pause for a minute because that even sound right right oh it's okay because i'm the man i don't have to work as a team because i'm the man i don't have to support or be there or be present because i'm the man i my job is to work pay some bills or pay all the bills and that's it change your thinking and so it is for the wife listen it is not your job wife to sit at home all day cook and clean and do laundry it is not your job to do that 
because what you're teaching your daughter is her job growing up her job as a wife is to cook clean and do laundry so basically you're saying to her without saying it you cannot have goals you cannot have visions you cannot do things that you love you cannot do self-care your job is to take care of everything in the home and that cycle keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going until you officially break it and so that being said, yes, you're teaching your children how to be a husband or wife. And then you're also teaching them how to be a parent. And so, I mean, the end of that statement was like, raise your son or your daughter to be good, good people in so many words, right? Raise them to be good. Like well-rounded, not just good in one area, but good. That when we pass away god forbid we all have to go someday that when we go we can lay down in confidence knowing that our children are going to keep our traditions that were positive but that they're also going to live the way that is pleasing in the sight of god but also raise our grandchildren to be healthy not just provide clothes and food and some conversation here and there but we are raising them to keep to keep this healthy cycle going healthy cycle not just a cycle healthy cycle going but that takes work on your end if you're an adult and you are listening you are, are a parent or you are a spouse that is your job to work on you work on you are you working on you are you looking at what you can change, what you can fix, the areas you can mature in? Are you doing that? Or are you content with where you are? Are you content with saying this is what you do and that's, that's as far as you're going to go in your life? Are you content? I don't know. We got to shake some things up today. I'm going to shake some things up. Change your thinking, okay? If we change our thinking, then we are better for our children. We want our children to be better than us. We don't want them to go and be the same because then that means we really haven't done our job. I always say like when you look at a family and you see each generation progress, then that means there was a shift or a change in how that person raised their, their children because their, their goal is that they're better so that they make their children better and that their children make their children better, which are your grandchildren, and that it keeps going and it keeps going and that every generation gets better. But if we stay stuck in 1818 and we're like, yeah, this is what it is and this is what how it's supposed to go and that's it and I'm not budging and okay, so basically you don't want your kids to be better. You want them to stay in 1818 and we are now in 2023. Yeah. But on that note, listen, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. I know I came out tough today. I came out tough with a topic, but I'm just thinking we are in 2023. This is the time to make some changes. And the change starts with you. It does not start with the other person that you're looking at. It starts with you. What are you doing? And what are you doing to change the generational curse or issues or negative 
habits that you may be passing down to your kids. And 2023, make it a goal to make some changes within yourself. Make some changes that make a difference with your children. Make some changes that make you happier, make you better. Make some changes that are pleasing in the sight of God. Make some changes. We always sit back and say in 2023, in the new year, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to get closer to God. We say all these things, right? We say, we have a long list of things that we're going to change and things that we are going to do in, in the next year. And I'm saying to you today that yes, it's okay to have a list, but add to your list, be a better mother or father, be a better husband or wife. Can you do that? Cause that means you're going to have to do some work. That means you're going to have to look in the mirror that means you're going to have to hold yourself accountable. That means you're going to have to allow your spouse to tell you when you're wrong and listen and take heed. That means you're going to have to look at the patterns in your life and see why you are where you are. That means you need to reflect and look at your childhood and say, what didn't I like and why didn't I like that? And how did it make me feel and how has it affected me now? That means that you're going to need to wake up every day and be purposeful about your reaction and your response to your spouse and to your kids. That means that you may have to recognize you don't have patience, that you don't have love, that you don't have grace, that you're not sensitive enough, that um, you don't hold yourself accountable. Like that means you got to do some work. But let me tell you what I notice about many people who stay stuck. They do not have a circle of people who are going to tell them like it is. They love to have a circle of people who are, I don't like to say it this way, but it's truthful. Have people who are under them or less or less than them. Meaning maybe if you are a spiritual being, but all the people in your circle are not spiritual beings, you just brought yourself to a place or a community where no one can build you up. No one can tell you like it is. No one can hold you accountable. Look, like you, you did that. Like understanding that making change means, means often to change your circle. Make a change in your circle. Who's in your circle in 2023? Make sure you have people in your circle who are going to build you up, who are going to hold you accountable, who are going to encourage you. Listen, the Bible says, y'all know I got to go spiritual. Y'all know I got to go spiritual. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. What is it saying? That you are built up when you are with someone who's also iron like you, who can build you up. And if you've ever looked at, you know, videos where you see how they sharpen iron, you can see that they're both iron or steel that is very stable. Yeah, I said it's stable, firm, knowledgeable, wisdom. And so when they start to grind it together, they sharpen each other so that one can be effective and the other can be effective. Iron sharpens iron. Make sure your circle is not limited to plastic or paper or tissue, but that you got some iron in your circle. Who's in your circle? Who's telling you you're wrong when you're wrong? 
Who's telling you you need to be sensitive when it's time to be sensitive? Who's telling you that you need to reflect when it's time to reflect? If you can't answer those questions and you're like, actually, no one ever tells me anything about myself. Hmm. Something to think about then. If no one in your circle holds you accountable or tells you the things that you need to hear in love or tells you you're wrong or tells you you need to reflect or you need to make some changes or telling you you need to get right with God or you need to make sure that you're in good standing when it comes to your prayer life. If you don't got anyone in your circle honing in on those things, it speaks volumes about your circle. And all of this may be hard to hear today, especially in a new year. People just want to celebrate. But part of celebrating is recognizing where you need to change. And if you can celebrate change and celebrate wanting change, then you're maturing. I mean, it's easy to celebrate when all things are good. But can you celebrate when you're looking at something and you're like, man, this is crazy. This is not good. This is whoa. And still celebrate like, but this is good. You know why? Because I'm recognizing it, I'm holding myself accountable, and I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a change. That's where the celebration comes. Growth brings celebration. Change, good change, brings celebration. So if your circle is limited and there's no iron in your circle, and you always the one coming in trying to build somebody up, there's a problem. Yep, there's a problem. Because it can't be all you building somebody up. Who's building you up? Like, sometimes I notice, and this is just my opinion, because it's like it is with Melissa. Listen, I watch people. And some people really don't want to be held accountable. They don't want anyone to say anything to them. So they pick a circle that will not hold them accountable because it makes them feel good to see that they're the they're the ones walking into a circle and building others up it makes them feel good because then it makes them feel better about themselves but to me that's immature thinking because where's your growth where's your growth you need to grow and if your circle is not helping you grow then you need to pick a new circle y'all say it with me now pick a new circle mm-hmm. 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 the bible says a man or woman who has friends has to find themselves friendly so if you don't have any friends you can't blame everybody else it's because you have not shown yourself to be friendly you have not shown how to keep a friendship period And that could be maybe you work on something this year too, 2023, work on those things. All I'm saying is everyone has new year resolutions and they're always very basic. And I'm just like, let's get to the root of many of our problems. If what is happening in the home is not helping our children, then let's make that our goal. Let's make that the change in our life let's make that the thing because honestly if you can bring some stability in your home and bring some more wisdom and love and nurturing in your home 
then it overflows into everything else. Your children get better grades. Your children know how to make friends better. Your children learn how to communicate better. Like they're learning all this from watching what they see in the home. Your children grow. And then also you get better in your workplace. You recognize how to navigate through certain things instead of getting upset and angry. You respond better. But uh, let me start right there. Uh, uh, Quick. Okay. Let me start right there. Because the other thing I notice is this. I see a lot of people know how to respect people at their workplace, but then come home and disrespect their husband and their wife and their children. Yeah. They know how to sustain themselves and keep their tongue and all that good stuff when it comes to money. But when it comes to investing in their children and in their home, they don't do it. Mm hmm. I said it. It's like it is with Melissa. That's what is. I mean, you're going to get what it is. Right. So I'm just going to put it out there. So I hate to hear the statement like, oh, you know, I know how to keep myself and I oh, only at work you do. But at home you don't or you choose not to. Which one is it? You choose not to. You choose not to. You choose not to respect your wife and your children at home or your, your husband at home and your children at home. You just choose not to. Because at work, you know how to keep yourself and you know how to bite your tongue and all that good stuff. You know, you're not rude and disrespectful or trying to manipulate or being abusive or condescending. Like none of that happens at work. So what's going on? What's really good? So sometimes it's not even like you don't know how to as you chose not to. And so if our homes could be nurtured the way you nurture that paycheck you get every week or every two weeks and I'm saying nurturing the paycheck because you know that if you don't act right with your boss you may be fired and you won't have any income coming in and your paycheck is so important to you that you learned how to have patience bridle your tongue be respectful have some grace have some mercy but at home you can't do it that's a problem that's a problem and I'm gonna put it out there so if we can manage to make sure our homes are healthy, make sure we're doing what we should do as parents, as spouses, our children will be better. That's all I'm saying. And don't you want your children and your grandchildren and so on, your great grandchildren to be better? Or do you want them to be the same? That's the question you got to ask yourself. If you want them to be the same, then you won't put any work in. But if you want a change, you will put work in. So my people, I know I came tough, okay, in 2023, but that's what I do on my podcast. So if you enjoy hearing the truth and you enjoy just like taking in some questions that will allow you to reflect and become a better you as I'm on this journey, you could be on this journey too. Go ahead and make sure you download this podcast. Come be part of the family. Yes. And go on my website, www.likeitiswithmelissa.com. Again, www.likeitiswithmelissa.com. Check out my website. Check out my preached words. Check out my music videos. Check out my vlogging on my YouTube Come and be a part of the family and all of my social medias, okay? Don't miss out on the other awesome, phenomenal nuggets that I'm passing down to you, all right? 
But listen, I want to end just saying Happy New Year to everyone. I hope that this episode has changed your life, changed your thinking, and changed your behavior. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here because my time is valuable and your time is valuable. All right. Peace.